0: All right, welcome to the Beyond the Rules podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Batista, and this is my co-host, Curtis Dugar. Hi, Curtis.
1: What's going on, my man?
0: How's everything? Good, good. Can't complain. We're finally doing this. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We talked about it, uh, what was that, November at the end of the Diamond Nation meeting, and honestly, just talking to this mic is an accomplishment that uh, I'll hold for the rest of my life, so at least that's that's something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a collection of ideas that's finally you know, come to fruition, so I'm excited. And
0: yeah, me too. Um, it's uh, a long time coming for me to actually say these words into a mic and uh, get my idea out there with your help. And uh, the Beyond the Rules uh, message is basically how we can figure out bridging the gap between officiating and life and combining what makes us better in both areas. And I think uh, we both have a lot to offer in that. What do you think?
1: I'm in agreement. You know, when we think about officiating, it's uh, clearly, you know, the integrity piece for individuals who, you know, choose to, you know, adjudicate, you know, sports, you know, um, it, it takes a lot. And, and, and we learn a lot about those individuals uh, by the way they carry themselves on the field or court or space. We also learn a lot about them as individuals in the way in which they carry themselves in those spaces as well. So, um, so it's really cool to create a space where we can talk about um, yes, rules, plays, you know, situations uh, that we see on television or or even in the you know avenues that we officiate, but then also you know talk about how it impacts real life and 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 and, um, and our day to day experiences. So, so, dope concept. Really excited to see this thing get started.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, I've been thinking about it for a long time and I've finally got what I feel like my uh, my abilities to match my mind. And uh, I didn't want to come out with this and, you know, be second guessing about it. this is the perfect time. I think we have the timing is of of the the season coming out. It's it's, it's pretty good. I'll get into my background real quick for the people who are going to listen for the first time and don't really know. I got into officiating about 10 years ago, started wrestling, then went to baseball. And throughout the years, listened to a lot of different people, developed the styles that I saw and felt worked the best. And throughout my career, especially the last few years, post-COVID specifically, I felt that um, maybe my approach is not just successful because it's just me. Maybe there's something to make it something that everybody can consider. And when I first met you, I immediately saw the skill set right away on the first call that you made. It was like love at first play. <laughs> and uh, I didn't have the idea then, but you were somebody that I want to learn from, your experience and, and your uh, sort of, uh, I consider you like the quality control, uh, whatever I can say might be valid, but you can sort of sift out the good ideas from the bad. and. Together we can make a something that people can gain, you know, an esoteric officiating way, but maybe build a, uh, a audience that can gain other stuff and just in sports, you know, the 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 science of sports, the the way sports, uh, another way to look at it from an official's point of view that I don't think many people understand or have uh, any outlet to to digest other than negative stuff at at the most and nothing from officials mouths themselves. So, so yeah, I think that's where we are. I want to introduce your, your credentials and where you are, where you started real quick.
1: Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I've been officiating. This is my 21st year uh, officiating. Um, and you know, I've been a baseball basketball official at the high school level for, for now 21 years, um, and then baseball um, for twenty-one years as well. But my collegiate tenure is about going on my fourteenth season. This is my fourteenth season. So some varied experience. I also worked uh, football for three years as well down in Southwest Virginia, which was which was fun.
0: How far along into your tenure of like officiating where did you do football? Uh, this was back in twenty fifteen and twenty eighteen. Oh, so you were like experienced in other sports before you did that. Yeah,
1: and uh, I think my my path. Um, I, I did uh, fumble with uh, officiating in, in college, but I mean, in college, they give you a whistle and they tell you to run around and make sure people don't kill each other.
0: But what do you, what do you mean by that? When you went to college, that you yeah, volunteered for, like the the, it was the job. school's
1: team. It was, it was it was just a job. Like, oh, God. real like training to it. Um, Absolutely. But, um, some people knew that you know I was a gym rat and I love being. You know, not only on the court, but just being around, you know, my friends and stuff, and offered me a job, so I took it, and you know, I, I loved it because you know I had a chance to run around and blow a whistle and and just just be a part of contests, football, softball, flag football, all that stuff. So, but when I went to grad school, I remembered, you know, I was I had a I had a job at a grocery store. I hated it, but at the same time, like I was learning something quality from it because I was learning learning about meat and 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 how to cook and all that kind of stuff. So some of my skills was coming out of it. But at the end of the day, I hated it. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing a um a tall African-American male on a Saturday. So, you know, he was dressed in his football gear. Um, so I knew you know he was a football official. And I went up to him and I asked him, I was like, yo, I know you're probably making in one game what I'm about to make all week working at this grocery store. And uh, how can I be down? And he he laughed and and gave me some connections. He said, "Yo, call this guy here, look in the newspaper. You know, like there's there's local associations looking for personnel." And that's what I did. I uh, got connected with the Niagara Frontier Officials Association, and that was my grad school occupation outside of my grad work uh, for three years. And that's how I got connected. That's how I you know fell in love with the, the, the with the idea of learning um, how to live in new spaces while getting connected through sport, you know, being connected to community, you know, through officiating, you know, I didn't know anything about Buffalo, but by year three, I was a, I was a pro getting through Amherst and North Tonawanda and all them places um, in that area because, uh, you know, my games took me through there. So, um, and it was, and it was a sense of pride, but, uh, but, but that's how I got going. And, and ever since then, when I've transitioned for professional uh, purposes, you know, I I took my licenses with me, and I um, and, and and I've been doing that ever since. So I've been uh, affiliated with five state associations now, and and I still got my jackets. You know, <laughs> it's just it's been cool. And uh, you should frame them. I'm gonna do something with them. I don't know what what I'm gonna do yet, but uh, I'm a, I'm gonna make sure that people know that you know Illinois, Ohio. Virginia. We should do like a jersey exchange
0: one day. You know, I give you uh, in New Jersey. It's 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 been it's been dope. That's cool, man. I mean, learning one thing about this job is uh, you're kind of always learning, even uh, with the bad part of knowing when you're adequate is recognizing the bad because you know there's a lot of it, and you kind of it's not only recognizing the challenge of being better than a partner, especially in baseball. But uh, also, when you have less experience, as is my case, sometimes these guys want to tell you what's what. And it's sort of like uh, speaking in tongues in the way where you're like, yeah, I understand that's how you do it, but that doesn't make sense. And for you to like have such a broad scope, it, it's, it's similar to different territories or different states, but working in Rockland and me recently having shifted from the city and the Bronx wrestling and and to, to learning more about how other people interpret rules is something that definitely bleeds itself into life, which I think was what Beyond the Rules is, uh, at least this podcast for sure is going to, wants to explore and how, you know, officiating, at least like you said, for your life is it, it, it at first it was uh, just, you know, that like an intern basically for college, but paid. And then you, you realized what was like the science and the philosophy of officiating that I think gets lost. And I think that's something that you and I connect in right away. Like we have respect for that, even if we have disagreement, which we'll hopefully explore going forward. But, uh, you know, real quick for me, uh, I got into it in a very desperate situation. I was out of a job, a really good job, union job. And I just had gotten married, had apartment with my wife for the first time we've lived alone. And then boom, right back in her mom's basement. And it was a, it wasn't like, you know, it was, it was whack. And it was luckily we didn't have kids or anything like that, but it was very tumultuous. And I, I don't, it's not like, like just needed a job. I needed an identity. And I was heavily into MMA at the time, like really getting into it. And I, I was doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu at the time. And in my understanding of sports that I, not breaking my hand, patting myself on the back, but I've studied it in ways that I think go beyond the actual, like, I always joke with a friend that he knows more MLBs than I do, but but I know more baseball than he does. You know, so I, I always saw it that way. And I saw the referees on TV and, and MMA, and I was like, I could do better than that. And I actually started, uh, I did a couple of boxing events when I first started, you know, to to st- kick off whatever venture I was. And then I did the research on how to become a wrestling referee because I thought if I did boxing and I did referee, I mean, wrestling rather, when MMA became legal in New York, because it wasn't even legal at the time, I would have a, a, an edge. I could come into it and be like, hey, I, I know these two arts that are pretty much the background of that game. But from there, from wrestling, it led me to baseball, and I realized I kind of just stayed with that. And the MMA thing, it's a really hard avenue. I mean, it is a hard av- I don't know if you know the combat sport avenue to becoming officiated through commission stuff. It is. It's not easy. And that's why the the people who are there, in my opinion, they just keep the job and there really is no challenge to their post. From that point on, you know, my wife and I, we fixed it up all up. We got we advanced. But the purpose of finding this avenue was through hardship. And from seeing where I started to now, it is it's pretty cool because the necessary beginnings of it have turned into a, a passion to make it better that I didn't think I didn't even see coming when I first started, but now that I'm here and I think that's kind of where the podcast has come from. So I think we, you know, we can shed a little more light, especially in how to become a referee. I think that's one of the things that beyond the rules wants to explore is helping people understand the Avenue. And to me, even still, I am not clear on how to become NCAA umpire. Talk to you about it. You send me the links, but it's still like a very, DIY thing and you got to really put yourself out there but it's not like a there's no like for hire signs or anything like that how did you sort of besides seeing the inspiration that like the college just kind of like funneled it for you
1: you know getting into college is very similar to you know getting into high school you know it's just a little bit more more intentional training and development relationship management in preparation for that transition you know I remember um, one of my best friends and mentors um, out of Ohio, uh, Mark Spicer. Um, I'll never forget it. You know, I was frustrated. I was, I would say uh, I had just transitioned from Illinois to Ohio. I was a varsity official. And, you know, you kind of have to hit that reset button every time you go someplace new because no one knows you, you know, you mm-hmm. have, it's the same political thing. Right. And, and I understand it, but it's, it's BS. But, um, it's BS. you know, so. But It's like you walk in there with a certificate, you know. Right, right. Yeah, you can work, but they don't know you can work. So technically, you can't work until they see you can work. Right. So, um, so here it is. I'm in. I'm in Ohio, and um, season after season, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm not being put on on fields that I know I can work, and people. People know I can work. You know, so I'm. Uh, <clears throat> I'm working some summer travel league baseball, and and i remember i was working for for mark and and we love telling each other the story every time we see each other it's just that kind of love we have for each other and i took a foul ball off of the cow bone right and i mean instantly dirt boom i'm in the dirt you know your first real like your first you know, real hit my first it was my first Oh my goodness! Moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been hit before, but th- this was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They drive you to your knees. This is this is this this is it. You know, I'm I'm going I'm going I'm going home. You know, so <laughs> um, so I uh, I'm in the dirt, and all, all I can hear is Curtis, get out of there. You know, actually, he, he called me by my last name, Dugar. Get out of there. You know, and and you know, I'm I'm like hurting. He's like, take off that shirt, take off your you know your 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 chest protector. So I pull it off or whatever. And while I'm, like, trying to get all my wits back together, he's just tightening up everything. Zip, 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 zip. And I'm looking at him like he's crazy. And and before you know it, like, he's like, all right, get back in there. And I'm thinking to myself, he wants me to get back in there after getting smoked by this, you know, this foul ball. But, but I put on my equipment, and, I mean, the chest protector, I could I could barely breathe, right? Like, it was that tight around my neck. Mm. And – and he goes, that's how you wear it from now on. And I was like, oh, okay. And before you know it, like, I felt so comfortable behind that plate. And those were the things. That's when I knew I was like, all right, there's some people who are guiding me in this process. Um, and I got to I gotta be patient, you know. But at the same time, I got to always be, you know, preparing myself for when that time comes. So fast forward to the end of that summer, you know, I worked the entire summer for him. And he goes, hey, why don't you go down to... You know, Bill Davis Stadium, and, and work this scrimmage, this inner squad scrimmage. You know, for Ohio State, and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like, I, that's like to me, like my World Series. I'm like, you know what, I get a chance to work at a scrimmage, great. You know, like, and I had D1, no one, right? They're D1, at, I imagine, right? Division one, absolute Big Ten, and crazy. You know, I wasn't thinking about working college. I was thinking about having in my varsity schedule and if, if, if my signer knew I was going to work this schedule, uh, the, the scrimmage pff, I'm, I'm for sure about to get my varsity schedule. Right. You yeah. Know? For real. Right. Like, like Hey, I look what done. I did. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> I go down there, man. I mean, like shoes, polished, pants pressed, everything, you know, and I, I show out like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a scrimmage. I'm, I'm pivoting everywhere, everything. Right. Um, your bases or a plate. I was, uh, bases and, um, and, you know, I get called into the dugout and I'm thinking I'm about to get kicked out of the stadium. I'm like, oh, I I done did something. You know, they about to kick this black dude out.
0: Different kind of pressures, though, for people listening. Like, bass and even though it's the first time you want to impress, they, they come with different types of pressures. So I, I, th- I would imagine a lot of people think that the, the plate umpire has more pressure because of balls and strikes. But sometimes you kind of feel more comfortable in control, if that makes sense. you agree? Or did you were happy with getting the base that first time? No, no, not not.
1: I, I don't necessarily agree. I I, th- I think when you start off, you know, I think the most comfortable thing, comfortable thing, probably is being behind the plate.
0: Yeah, know? exactly.
1: But I think you know, after a while, like it almost becomes just as stressful being on the on the bases because you don't want to mess anything up. You don't want <laughs> to mess implementations. You don't. You know, you you're the one taking all bang bang calls at first. You know, rotations, all that kind of stuff. So, yes, that's what you know, that was my
0: point for the people who are listening because yeah. they they might think the prep because I, I think in my first time I would rather be behind the plate because that's just something that you do more and the bases you're a little out you're you're just out there you know like you're you're more visible I guess and so I was just painting a picture for the people because you know people don't they don't really know the the mechanics of what what our mindset is but go on so you you start on the base
1: you know so I was pulled into the dugout. And you know, I I didn't know the individual in the dugout, and uh, turns out you know he was an assigner for Division Three baseball mm. you know, in Ohio, and 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 uh, again another mentor who officiated decades and and was well known, and uh, he asked me, he's like, you you work in college before, and I'm like, no. <laughs> he goes,
0: damn, I didn't realize like, you skipped like that. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, he goes, he goes, uh, well, I'm not promising you anything. But you know, go ahead and sign up and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, I just want you to get get you in the system. I'm like, bet. Okay. So I sign up, you know, and I didn't think twice about it. So I was still focused on high school varsity baseball. And um, and I remember uh,
0: still after signing up to D three? You still college. You, yeah. I, I, you, I was you still want to do varsity too? Yeah.
1: My I my, my I was locked into working varsity high school baseball. That was it. Like That's where I was. So spring comes around and I remember I was, uh, you know, there's a, there's a period of assigning, right? Like when the signers get all the schedules from all the leagues and stuff like that, and they want to, you know, start getting their assignments out. Um, That's like a weekend. That's like a week when they used to start like, like laying them out. And I remember the weekend that the assignments was coming out, I was going to a wedding. Right. So I went, so I said, Hey, you know, I can't take any phone calls. I'm, I'm out of commission. And just so happens like when i finally get a chance to have a conversation with the assigner, all of the varsity games were assigned so now we're he's wanting to have a conversation about jb baseball and i was mm. like you know what i i think i'm okay and, <laughs> and he yeah. goes, what i go yeah i don't think i want this schedule and he goes oh what are you talking about like you know this is this is this is this is what 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 you need to work and i go no i i I think I'm okay because I just got, you know, a half a season of college baseball and I think I'm going to go in that direction. So he didn't know that, you know, because we, we couldn't have that initial conversation. I, I had, I had the cards in my, in my, you know, you got to keep
0: that. You got to keep that in your pocket, man, especially me. for
1: that moment, man. That's, that's like, and at that moment, like I had made the decision to move forward with college baseball. And I think, you know, it wasn't until I went down to Virginia that I started working just a little bit of high school again, but I, I had focused on college and, and didn't really turn back after that. And it's just, you know, a testament of wanting to learn the craft, you know, develop relationships and, and, and get better, you know, because, you know, if you're doing it for the right reasons, you know, like the positions will find you. You don't have to go
0: searching for it. Of course. The game comes to you. Mm-hmm. The game The game usually comes to you. And I, I tribute to like the, this little, like the, the tidbit at the end is like, uh you know, the guy was looking for muscles, when you were super strong and you didn't want to flex and it's like, all right, you don't, you know, you don't want to recognize my strength and I'm not going to have to flex for you. And, you know, you're not, what, what, what do you have to prove to him at that point? Yeah. It's kind of his loss. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. And you know, so,
1: There's a ton of phenomenal officials in, in, in all States, you know, it's just, you know, how are we, it's important for us to recognize that folks have abilities to 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 work at levels if that's their interest and we got to make sure that we're grooming folks to you know take these opportunities when they're when they're available.
0: yeah, and I think that's part of like uh why don't people know that you're good and why isn't there like some sort of a metric that is a standard like uh it' it'd be like if you said you were a black belt, had a black belt. And walked into a dojo, and they were like, you know, well, we don't know. Train with the white belts, and then you kill the white belts, and you're like, oh, I guess he, he's really a black belt. It's, it's for me uh, a, a similar, not similar, but uh, when I started Rockland wrestling last year, uh, if I was just to start cold with them, that you know, it's three years before you see varsity, which in wrestling I think is uh, is pretty good because there is a lot of danger involved. There's a lot of way you need to shore up your anticipation. And there is calls literally called potentially dangerous. And if you don't, you know, trained in it. And I, it's one of the sports that I really like suggest. I don't know too many besides Leon, actually. Shout out to Leon uh, Cruset. He, uh He's the only guy that I've seen successfully who be a, a wrestling referee without ever wrestling. But he he also trains BJJ and he's just a, a great mind for officiating. But when you start you know, from scratch, there's a sort of like learning period of how to anticipate potential danger. And in Rockland, when I moved to Jersey from the city, it was right there. So I wanted to stop paying for the bridge and through connects. I got I talked to Rockland. I I I joined middle of last season, so there wasn't that much duels. Duels for people listening are when school goes against the school. Uh, but I still got to do a couple of tournaments, and they saw me work. And you know, it was right away like okay. The, the trial period is over. We we saw you, uh, because the way that they do it, first year refs have, they don't touch varsity for three years. Like I said, so it was cool that uh, I, I, it was cool that I had enough skills to get to that point too, where I was confident. I think even a few years before, I would have been. I think my skills would have hung with it, but I didn't have like the at all the confidence to to approach coaches and uh, in, in the same way that I do now. And it's especially paramount in Rockland because, unlike the city, they varsity coaches can rank referees, which uh, impacts their ability to get to the state tournament, which is in Albany. And it's like if you're a New York City re- wrestling referee's dream, you know that's your, that's your dream, that's your that's your Super Bowl. Uh, that's one of my bucket list items in this job. So it, it it was really good timing that I my skills matched my endeavor, and they could see right away. And this season. I had a full season and it was really, and I bring this up because it was clear to me that I had Beyond the Rules idea last summer. And I talked to you about it before I even had the wrestling season, which was like November. And I tested out the, the philosophy outwardly. You know, I told people who, you know, knew me that this was coming to Beyond the Rules podcast. I was just like, so I could put it out there and almost sort of like psych myself up to do it anyway. But uh, the philosophy itself helped me so, like, it helped me a lot. And I think we'll explore more of what we mean by that. And I think just any subject that we talk about, and we're going to get into our subject about the Super Bowl call in a little bit, but just to shore up, like, what is our mission and who we are? The dedication that I think that we both share is something that I've come across, but I don't think I've come across it in ways that we, you know, have a, a sort of articulation point that our paths and how we were taught have led us to, want to to help people and 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 be the the leader that there's an opening for in in, in this uh in in this trade in this job you know in this career that I, I think a lot of people are when they first start are willing to to take in but maybe somewhere along the line they get lost because you know there's a lot of and we'll get into it as, as, as we get more podcasts but like personal experiences I I got charged at not at Dimination, not at Dimination, but it was a Dimination sanctioned game at another field. We'll talk about that one. You know, like there's there's obvious obvious uh, detractions from being an umpire that you know dealing with people in a very high vol. I, I said sometimes coaches are like you have to treat them like people stuck in traffic who are really late to something, and you're standing outside the car. You can't just act like you're in the same traffic because. They're never, you're never going to be receptive and you're just going to be you know, combative. You have to let them know that you can guide them to their destination a little faster. And I think that we both offer that skill set in different ways that we can hopefully help people and whether they want to get helped understanding sports more or really get into officiating in and, and ideas and ways that inspire them that they would never have uh, thought of before. How's that sound?
1: yeah I, I I think this is a a great platform for a couple of things not just what you shared um but sorry in addition to what you shared uh, I think it's also a platform to to recognize you know the the stories of the various officials and their interests and passion for officiating because I think the cool thing about amateur officiating or even professional for that matter is you know everyone has their own story as to why they chose to become a, an official and it's cool to hear those stories because it's it's refreshing to know that you know individuals have varied passions very very level of passions or interests skill sets backgrounds um that's transferable to um this this um this profession and um you know the more we can get stories out there about the common person who found their way into officiating, I think the more we can normalize uh, within our society, just how important officiating is to uh, the ways in which we develop and maintain community, you know, and also begin to, you know, hopefully see the spotlight, the type of behaviors that are necessary in order to protect the sanctity of sport, you know, because I think one of the things that we're navigating right now is an exodus of quality people, quality individuals who should be on fields or courts or whatever in these spaces, choosing not to be in those spaces due to the fact that people are failing to care for the folks who are choosing to put up in in approaches that go beyond, you know, again, this concept of beyond the rules. So, um, so So I think this podcast has a lot of a lot of potential you know and uh and I'm, and I'm excited for us to just have these regular spaces to talk about things that that challenge ideals
0: well i see this as a perfect time to wrap it up i believe we did a good job in introducing people to behind the rules and exploring the game behind the rules so thank you very much curtis i'm stephen batista and i hope to talk to you guys again thank you for listening